Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 14 of season 11. This is episode number 390 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated G-Brain. What do you want to do tonight? We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, RockinThatIDLife.com, StrikeWithMike.com, and CenterIceBrewery.com. Thank you for proudly sponsoring the show. Please do check them out. Uh, also, do not forget to check out our t-shirt shop at Let'sGoBlues.com for the very best blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, December 28th, and we are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle is on the socials is at uh, LGBRadio. Just do a search for which you'll find us. Uh, I'm Kurt Price, and my co-host for the big show tonight is Bill Day. Uh, Jeff Ponder is tending to some uh, private family matters tonight, so our our thoughts are definitely with him and his family as we uh, as we do this show tonight. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes discussion about a couple of overtime losses to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and Vegas Knights, a pair of five-four OTLs, uh, and the uh, oh, an OTL and a shootout loss. Uh, the NHL is richer, thanks to Shelton Keefe and uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the Blues are quietly playing some better hockey. Is anybody noticing? Or maybe I'm just on an island with that. Um, and Prunovich and Scandella are uh, currently on the LTIR, but uh, they're skating. Pre-practice drills. Uh, kind of way ahead of schedule. We'll talk about that a little bit. All that more on this thrilling episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Bill, uh, you're you're decked out in your. Uh, how are you? How was your Christmas? First of all, are you wearing Christmas? I am wearing Christmas. Um, uh, Christmas, man, I it came and went in a flash. Um, you know, had um, as usual had a had a, a great uh, great haul in terms of the gifts and uh, you know because that's what Christmas is all about, right? Not, not getting, the spending getting time the, with family and all that stuff. Getting um, is the it's the key right. to Christmas, right? Getting is. Yeah, it's that, you know, staying up until one in the morning, wrapping present stuff that's for the birds. Um, 
<clears throat> no, it was, it was great. Um, had, uh, you know, had family over, um, and you know we do every year my place um have uh, julie's family over and my family if uh if things allow and this year both my parents were here so that's pretty awesome it's been tough to get them both together um over the last year they're they're both in assisted living places separately so um but yeah always do a prime rib on the grill and uh came out perfectly nice. this year so nice yeah and I was uh, I was looking forward to having some leftovers on poutine tonight, but uh, mm. my stomach had other plans. So, uh, you know, what I've been doing I've been making some homemade pasta. Mm. I got myself a pasta maker. You got a pasta maker? A pasta machine? Yeah. It uh, it's it's cool. It's fun. My daughter loves you know slicing the pasta as it comes out, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, c- cooks really fast. Three minutes done. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, it's fun. Good stuff. Yeah, it's it's amazing the the difference when it comes to fresh pasta. Uh-huh. If, if if yeah, if you've never made it or never had something fresh, yeah, it, it is one of the fastest things you can make. So yeah, I mean at, I, at you, least when, once you put it in the water. Right. Yeah, it does take about 10, 15 minutes or so for the machine to make it and, and spit it all out. So, uh, but yeah, no, Christmas was good for me. I had uh, uh, a good time. Uh, lots of lots of giving, lots of lots of getting. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, fun was had by all. So, and I am not uh, didn't get too sick, and my kids have been sick off and on. So that's that's been a fun a fun ride. I think I got a little bit of it from them, so I'm trying to deal with that right now. Yeah, yeah, we had. Um... <clears throat> I had one extra guest this year because um, some of my uncles had come to town um, and were planning on getting together at uh, one of my aunt's house. And she came down with COVID. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we got we were able to, to host my Uncle Joe, who's in from North Carolina. It's really nice. Um, he, you know, I think only the second of the extended family that's got to see the new place. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that, that sickness, man, it's, it's going through everywhere, whether it's COVID RSV or the flu. I, I don't know a single person who doesn't at least have somebody that they're close to who, who's not been knocked out by it. Uh, Matt Harris, uh, giving an old dad joke in the YouTube chat pasta. I thought he was in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna say if you ever get to play in a celebrity pro am game, you know, you can escape by him and say, Who's your daddy? Who's your yeah. I I'm made daddy because I made you. <laughs> uh Matt Harris says uh, in the chat, uh, also I have to give you boys credit. This is the most on time you've been to a show. Wow we <laughs> the most on time we've been to a show is like fifteen minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, I think right now the expectation is 9.30, and we were on at 9.31. So. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> we say 9.15-ish, and that's what we mean, ish. Rarely ish. is it 9.15, 9.20. It's 9.25, 9.30 at the earliest. Just yeah. because, you know, just, you know, it's a podcast. We could put up, you know, we could, at 9.15, we could put up the starting soon thing and just loop it. Right. Could do that. It would probably drive people insane. It probably would. Some shows do that, you know, on YouTube. They'll they'll have shows, uh, they'll have like five, ten minutes of just like, you know, about to start. And I think that allows people to, you know, the, the, the YouTube notification goes out and allows people the time to jump in before the show starts. 
So I get that in that respect. So, but yeah, so there's some strategery there, I guess. But I'm like, yeah, you know, we have our little intro and our spiel. That's our that gives people time if they uh, if they need it. Uh, I don't think either of us has a has a beer this evening. So there's no, no official beers. Is there a is there a beverage at all? Uh, uh, there is. There is um, cucumber mint, good and gather sparkling water. This is so the official is... beverage of episode number three ninety. Yes. Yeah. Well, mine for me and yours is hot toddy minus bourbon. Yes. Yeah, hot tea with uh with some with some honey. Yep. No lemon. Didn't have any lemon. Lemon juice. I always forget about lemon juice. I have lemon juice, but not lemons. <coughs> Easy to forget. Yeah, it is. Like, do you have any lemons? No, I do not. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. So no ponder, no beers, and yeah, we're on time. So that's that's the trade off. <laughs> a little older, a little wiser, a little more on time, less drug. Right. Exactly. Uh, the Blues did suffer a couple of overtime losses. Uh, we will get into that uh, after this important message from our friends over at uh, the ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being which i need with the way i play in phase three i'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts this same triphasic approach helps me when i drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when i need it try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com but make sure to email dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him let's go blues radio sent you to receive an additional 10 percent off your order that's rockinthatidlife.com uh matt harris is wishing uh, wishing you all well stop with all the crud and feel better damn it yeah yeah <laughs> If it were only that easy, I've yes. actually been pretty lucky as far as uh, dodging a lot of this crap. My kids have been sick off and on for a while, and uh, uh, yeah, I have not, I've been fine until until just recently. I think Amy gave me something. I blame her. Right, not the kids. No, no, and not can't be the kids. Always, it's, be Amy. it's always the significant other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, Scott Prunovich and Marco Scandella were injured prior to the season starting. Uh, you know, I don't think I might care really about Scandella a whole lot about missing time. Uh, but uh, personally, I, I I was upset about Pr- uh, Prunovich. I thought he was going to be a nice little, yeah, he's a there's another small puck moving forward. But you know, I mean, that's if you if you if you're not going to be big on defense, you know, just just throw a bunch of uh, speed and puck movement at him, and maybe you can outscore him. But uh, that was one less guy I thought Prunovich could have played to. Uh, maybe and maybe somebody waves a no trade clause later on, and maybe they move Krug if Brunovich pans out and plays well. Who knows? But Jr. tweeted today that uh, Barube said of Brunovich and Scandella, uh, who took part in pre-practice drills yesterday, which say Tuesday, uh, Brube said they're coming along well and they're going to be coming out with us uh, sooner than later. 
And they were supposed to be out until the last week or two of the season. And if it's sooner rather than later, I mean, we're, we're a few months away from the end of the season. So they're not going to be skating with the team for like, you know, doing these pre-practice drills for two or three months. They're going to, I would, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, you, you never know. They didn't announce any kind of timetable whatsoever, but you got to think they're within a month away if they're doing pre-practice drills right now. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Just guessing. Yeah. You, 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 you don't, you don't tease it out that long, right? You're, you're going to have somebody, one of those two guys is going to be in, in the lineup by the end of January. I mean, that's that at this point, you've got to think that, right. But then you also have to think, well, if it's Prunovich, he'll be right back on the IR. Cause I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh God. If, uh, yeah. It's, it's so much potential. So much potential. I want him so badly to pan out. He looks so great in that series against Colorado yep. last year. Yep. Yep. Could 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 be our best power play quarterback. Oh. If healthy. Yeah. Right. So and I mean I think I think I think he is. Yeah. You know, at least at least sample dis- size last year. At least distributor of the puck. You know, right. uh Falk and Krugman have better shots, but uh he's by far the best passer. So yes. <sighs> Uh, that's, I mean, it's, it's exciting. You know, I, I'd like to, I was looking forward to seeing him play this year. So, and then I was disappointed to sit here that he might only make the last week of the season. Um, but now I get to see a lot more of him. So that's, uh, that's good stuff. Um, so we'll see, uh, overtime, uh, losses, the blues had uh, two of them in a row, both five to four, both versus very good teams, the uh, Vegas golden Knights and the Toronto Maple Leafs, the five to four, uh, loss to the Vegas Knights was a shootout loss. This is a good game. Uh, I thought the the Blues got goal. Uh, the, I didn't think the, the Blues did get goals from uh, Bushnevich, Tarasenko, uh, Falk, and Achari. Uh, Knights got goals from uh, Petrangelo, Stone, uh, Amadio, uh, and uh, Stevenson. Uh, the game was tied three to three midway through the third period when uh, Achari scored on a deflection in front off a shot from Saad. Uh, McNabb and Petrangelo just uh, I watched this on the replay and we always like to criticize the Blues defense so I always like to I, I take comfort in seeing other teams just completely blow assignments and just not like what are you doing um, and this is from you know this is P- uh, Petrangelo and uh, McNabb they Achari just skated right past both of them and camped out between both of them and, and the net and they just let him stand there just untouched unchallenged and he deflected the uh, the shot from Saad uh, in the net. So I was like, yeah, that's, you know, if I were a Knights fan, I'd be on uh, the defense for kind of like just ignoring Achari. So, yeah. Petrangelo channeling his inner Pareko there. Very much so. Even though I think it was more McNabb's guy, but still Petrangelo was like, yeah, the shot's coming and he's just standing there. Um, so, uh, and Chandler Stevenson for Vegas had uh, four points on the night. I got the game tying goal on the power play with the goalie pulled to make it a six on four advantage uh, for Vegas with about a minute and a half left in regulation. Uh, Petrangelo shoots wide from left point uh, pucks puck bounced off the end boards out back the other side of the net where Stevenson was camped out and uh, one times it in the open side, kind of a, a bad, I mean, this is not, uh, sometimes these plays are set. This one wasn't set. This wasn't a on purpose play. Uh, so kind of a, just a terrible break, bad break, bad bounce. Um, Stevenson, right place, right time, I guess, for this. Uh, good execution based on the puck uh, location, I guess, on their part. But uh, how do you defend this play? 
uh, it, uh, it seems almost impossible to me because you're defending against the shot and the shot barely goes wide. It didn't go yeah. by much, maybe yeah. a foot or less. And uh, yeah, you I, have I, to. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things that you you really can't do it right. It is it is the definition of a broken play, and yeah. what you know that you know, I fear that it had a very detrimental effect going into the game against Toronto, which we'll cover in great detail um, as we get there. Um, but that was kind of the theme bad coverage around the goal on broken plays, right? People just scrambling like, Oh, I don't know what to do. It's not going to plan. And, yeah. you know, I, and I, I, I think that that Stevenson goal may have rattled them, right. Defending a lead late in the game and give it up and then losing it in overtime. Not, it's damaging. Yeah. And, and it, it, no scoring in the overtime and it goes to a shootout. Uh, Blues had a couple chances to win the shootout. You know, uh, uh, Blues score first. I don't know who scored for. Uh, was it Cheris Sink? Who scored? I forgot. Anyway, uh, Blues are up one nothing in the shootout. Uh, if Bennington can make that last save, mm-hmm. Blues win. He can't. Uh, and then if O'Reilly scores, then that will put the Blues up again. And he didn't. And then Stone of all fucking people. Right, uh, comes in and wins it for Vegas. As he was coming in, I I, I turned to Amy and I was like, I was like, anybody was fucking stone, and he scores. I'm like, God yeah. damn it! And I, and I walked, I got up and I punched the wall. I don't do that. Yeah, that's something I did years ago, right? I I was I was standing, watching the shootout, and he comes in. I was just more mad it was stone. It wasn't so much that they lost. I mean, I was mad they lost, but it was stone. And I'm like, God fuck. And so I just walked by the bunch, punched the wall. I still have a mark on my knuckle. It's right on the knuckle too, so it's like it takes forever to heal. Oh, that's those are the worst. <laughs> were you were you uh, in a private residence or were you I was in, in my public? House. I was in my oh, house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm allowed to punch my wall. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's I've I've given up on that. Um. After you know getting more and more expensive things in the house, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, punched, my thing, I, my thing used to be punching, and then it's sort of became throwing, and I'm uh, not gonna. Yeah, I've, 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 I've learned that out of myself. I punched the corner too, the corner of a wall. Oh, so it was real solid, real solid. It's even worse. Well, I don't want to put a hole in the drywall. That's right, not what I want. I don't want to do that. Reinforcement there, probably. Yeah, a metal reinforced uh, corner plus the you know the corner joist, the, the corner yeah. uh, stud. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no give it wasn't i didn't like it wasn't a full-fledged punch it was just a son of a bitch punch i don't know yeah how to describe it but so i you know i and i i was not disappointed with the way the blues played in this game i thought it was a good game vegas is in first place in their division uh they i i think vegas said if they they played sloppy whatever um i i thought it was a good game and I thought the Blues played well and just happened to lose to a really good team. So in, in their building, in uh, Vegas's building. So I thought, uh, you know, and in and, and, and hindsight, looking at this game, it's like, well, yeah, you've got to lead late. I mean, you want to, you want to, you want to win. Obviously, you got to lead late, but then you, but then it, once you settle down after the game is over, and you're like, okay, you know, it was a, it was Vegas in their building, um, and Blues are just trying to get points, and I think. If you were to say we get an overtime loss in Vegas before the game starts, you'd be like, "Oh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that." You know, you want right. to win, obviously, 
But uh, but yeah, but having to leave with a minute and a half to go and then losing in overtime <clears> the shootout, that's uh, it just it just kind of sucks. Yeah, and, and you know, I also discount it for for the fact that it's the end of a five, long, long five game Western road trip, right? That and right before Christmas, so you know, it, it's yeah. You know, I, I don't want to say they let off the gas, but it, it's easier, I think, easier to take from a fan perspective. You know, when when you put that context around it, the you know, it, it's they yeah. just played an amazing trip right and they got seven of ten points even with the shootout loss so yeah I, know, I think it, once you take the emotion of a fan you know that you're mad they mm-hmm. lost out of it and you kind of sit back and you just kind of analyze it and you're like okay you know let's let's be rational and, and calm and uh settle down and uh you know they played a good game and it's uh yeah i, I don't want to say i'm settling for a point or i'm happy with the point or at least they got a point Cause you can't really say at least they got a point when you had a, a minute and a half, you know, to go in the game with the lead. So, and, uh, my daughter is listening to the show. Apparently <laughs> the, blues, the blues did great against Toronto. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we should bring I, her in to debate that point. Yeah. I, I thought they played better, better against Vegas than against Toronto, but, um, I, th- I it, there, were, and we'll get to the game, Toronto game in a minute, but, uh, there, it was an up and down game. I thought for the blues against yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I thought I thought um, with maybe one or two exceptions, the forwards, the Blues had a really good game. Defense, not so much, but yeah. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> that's the first time I thought I was ever uh, so I could watch my language <laughs> on the show. It's a good thing Roger's not here. <clears throat> that's true. Yeah, he's the trigger. He's the trigger for all things bad on Let's Go Blues Radio. He is. He triggers all these debates, these arguments, and these heated discussions. <laughs> you know, stuff that gets ratings. <laughs> uh, so, and we will discuss the uh, five to four uh, uh, overtime loss versus the Leafs on the other side of this break uh, from uh, Mark Burgoyne at uh, strikewithmike.com. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Uh, Matt Harris in the YouTube chat says Blues are actually playing like they're being paid to be there. I'll take the two points from two really good teams, and that's that's kind of what I'm uh, kind of reflecting on uh, is that uh, you know that they did play two really good teams, got two points total. Uh, and before that, they lost to Seattle, and Seattle's actually playing very well. If Seattle were to win their games in hand they have against uh, you know on Vegas, they'd be in first place in the in the uh, their division. So. Yeah, it's it's a team that nobody had any real big expectations for, but man, Hacksaw's put a you know putting a really good product out there. Um, although they're losing one nothing at, uh, yep. against Calgary. Calgary right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, they have five games in hand, I think it is, on Vegas. They're nine points behind Vegas with five games in hand. So it's a lot of games in hand to win to take over first place. But still, uh, my, yeah. my point remains. Right. They'll, they'll be a fun team to debate come trade deadline time. Right. Yeah. Do yeah. do they do they try to uh, you know leverage some some assets? Uh, die game now. Um, Donato just scored, but uh, you know it, it, do they do they want to give up on you know the blueprint because they might think they can make a push into the playoffs? Man, if I'm them, I'm sitting pretty tight. As, mm-hmm. as much as I I hate the idea that Adam Larson Adam Larson is my number one defenseman, but Man, they're the way they're playing right now. This is this is all gravy, you know. If I'm Ron Francis, I don't make a move. Uh, the I, I think the one thing they need to improve on is and the Blues do uh, is their PK. I think their PK has got awful. I was looking at the stats; uh, they're dead last. Um, they're either dead last in PK this season or dead last in PK since November 10th, uh, something like that. So yeah, it's, I, it's not good. Aren't aren't we still dead last? No. Do no, we, we're not. Do we, we climbed out of that. We will talk about that uh, shortly. I don't. I don't think no. we're dead last overall. Um. Yeah. So the five to four overtime loss to Toronto on Tuesday. Uh, Jordan Kyrou was a game time decision, and was in the lineup this game after missing the previous two with an upper body injury. Uh, Tori Krug was out of this game. It was announced earlier that day that he would be out for s- about six weeks with a lower body injury. Uh, suffered late in the Vegas game. It's kind of a shocker. Uh, although, you know, uh, with the way their timetables of going for uh, hurt players, he should be back in about three to four weeks. Right. <laughs> Everyone's back way before they, they say. Uh, Torpchenko, back way soon, way sooner. Uh, and uh, Prunovich, apparently. And uh, Scandella, apparently, back way sooner. Uh, Callie Rosen got the start in this game. Uh, place of Krug, which was, I like Callie Rosen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on that. I'm gonna go out and make, I'm, a, I'm a Cali Rosen fan. Uh, you so celebrate I'm not, his entire catalog. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I said that and I'm thinking, and I couldn't pin the movie, but I knew the quote, and then you got it, and I was like, oh, if I had actually remember that was from Office Space, I would have actually done the whole. Yeah, I, I celebrate his entire catalog. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. I was, so good. I'm not just a third wheel. Um, I, I like him. I, I thought I, I liked him a lot versus Colorado in playoffs last year. Um, I think he's a, an, a, a nice addition to this defense. I think he's, you know, if he gets the playing time, he's one of our better defensive defensemen. Um, yeah. and, and he and he takes chances offensively. I, I like his, you know, his confidence. You know, I'm, uh, I, yeah. You know, I I wish he would play more in place of Mikola than he does. You know, Mikola, he's he seems to be trending in the right direction, but Rosen, when he's in, he's you know solid game in game out. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the the latter day uh, Carl Gunnarsson, right? He just he delivered solid performances. You know, after after he finally shed the damn it, Carl. Yeah. And moniker he <laughs> delivered great performances well not great but solid defensive performances mm-hmm. and chipped in with timely goals uh offensively it, it's gonna hurt a little bit with not having krug in lineup uh he was uh you know he, he is an offensive guy he's a quarterback guy and the power play guy 
Uh, five points. Passer. Yeah, and five points in his last four games. Um, so, that, I mean, he's going to be out for a while. So, uh, Rosen will uh, probably stand to get a lot of playing time. So, hopefully, uh, he takes a, a good advantage of that. Uh, Toronto, uh, after the, well, I, I, it was, I saw this today. The, Toronto was fined $100,000 for flying to St. Louis a day early uh, when the entire league was supposed to be on a no travel day. We got here early instead of flying in early on game day. Um, I don't know what they were doing. You know, they didn't want to travel on game day mm. early and said, we'll take the $100,000 fine and we're Toronto. <laughs> right. And Austin Matthews is like, what? Why are we going to St. Louis early? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, and it's funny because social media, you see everyone say, oh, they cheated. They cheated because JR was like, I thought they looked well rested. Um, so, you know, and maybe flying in a day early. Right. Um, right. help them. And so the richest team in the league by far, right? Why not eat that? It's, it's strategery. Must, must be nice. You know, we don't buy out contracts because this, we're not, you know, right. They, they'll drop a hundred thousand dollars just to, just to fly a day early. Uh, must be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I mentioned earlier, I thought this was an up and down game for the blues, a uh, good game, exciting game, close game. Uh, I, I thought the blues looked really good at times in this game. And I thought they looked really embarrassing a few, uh, at a few moments in this game too. Uh, but, uh, especially on Kerfoot's, uh, shorthanded goal where the blues were on the power play and allowed a three on one and were slow getting back, uh, on that. And when they did get back, they didn't cover anybody. And, uh, Kerfoot has this ridiculous, uh, you know, uh, mighty might level goal that just, no one takes the guy in front and the pucks behind Bennington and he just it, he swipe backhands it and it just barely trickles in, you know, it's, it's goofy Keystone cops, kind of a little goal. So it pissed me off. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Again, I alluded to it earlier. It just bad, bad freak out coverage play breaks down a little bit and people, you know, get running around, just out of position just a little bit and forget how to hockey and yeah that that was an embarrassing goal to give up yeah well um, they get yeah you know, they get back and they don't, then nobody covers anybody i mean they all got back i mean by the time the goal was scored we had players back but nobody was actually covering anybody yeah so, and what like you know what what do you do other than hustle back oh, oh i got back yeah, yeah get get on your guy right Cut cut the lane. Don't let them have an easy tap in at the back. It's not even at the back door. He was standing in the middle of the damn crease. I know, right? And able to tip it in. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and that, that's that was bad on the power play too. It's just <clears throat> bad. Bruby said uh, after the game uh, that shorthanded goal hurt. That's just not smart hockey there by us. And you know, in a nutshell, yeah, not smart hockey. In other words, dumb hockey. Uh. Yeah. The Blues did come from behind in this uh, game a couple times. Uh, Charlie one nothing, and then tied to one, and then uh, three to one uh, in the second period when O'Reilly and Fox scored within two minutes of each other to tie to three three. Then Cal Yarncroc uh, got his seventh of the season for Toronto later in the second, uh, and it was four to three going into the third. And then Jordan Cairo, uh, which I thought this goal was this whole this, the thing surrounding this goal was funny to me. 
Kyrie uh, scores a 513 into the third, tied up, nice goal, beautiful shot, top shelf near post. Uh, Thomas is screening in front. And then Tor- Toronto head coach Sheldon Keefe <laughs> absolutely loses his shit, <laughs> screaming that there was interference. And I'm thinking when I, I, I get, you could you could read his lips, you know, he's, he's, he, oh, well, no, he's, he's doing the, you know, the cross mm. interference uh, uh, signal with his hands. And I'm like, there's interference there. And so they show the replay and I'm like, okay, I didn't see interference Show another replay interference. Where is it goal interference or player interference or what's he talking about? And if it's goal interference, he could challenge, but so it wasn't right. goal interference. Clearly he's, he's, not saying, he's saying it was somewhere else. And I'm looking and the only possible situation he could have been talking about was Thomas was Thomas was and and there was no one it was it was there was nothing there was no interference not even nothing close and so I'm I I know the replays on NHL.com I'm looking I'm like where is this interference because he lost it he was he like they had given up a, a an offside goal that they six foot offside that they ruled onside and they lost an overtime in a playoff game. It was that level of, of crazy. And I'm like, man, he is really, they've got to be, I, when I first saw him, I'm like, well, surely there, there's interference there. And they just missed it. And I couldn't find anything close to interference. I have no idea what he was talking about. Thank you. I don't Did you, did you see interference? I did not. I, I, I couldn't figure it out. And, um, I did see the four minute, uh, you know, double minor high sticking penalty that went uncalled yes. just a yes. few minutes later. That was uh, that was Sod's high stick, was it? Or who yeah. was that? Yeah, yeah. Sod's high stick. S- Sod yeah. on. Was that Kerfoot again? It might. I don't know. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, but either way, yeah, he he came off a bloody mess and blood pouring out of his mouth. And yeah. uh, yes, Sheldon Keefe rightfully upset, right, that that was missed. Um, however, right. His yeah. level of anger right. was didn't seem to fit the situation. It was a missed call. Happens all the time. Yeah, it was a it was a bad missed call. But he, I mean, you can't get any more angry than he was screaming and yelling. He was anger from the movie Inside Out. That's what he was on the bench. <laughs> he was going ballistic and over a missed call. I'm like, you know, it's a tie. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I mean. Maybe he's a high, strong guy. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe things were said or done earlier in the game that he's just, and it was like the last straw for him in that game. Or but, maybe uh, he already, he knows that they're already on the hook for a hundred grand, and he wants to get his money's worth. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, after Kyrie's goal, that gives him eleven points, seven goals, four assists in his past five games, and uh, he played twenty one oh two in his first game back after missing a couple. Uh, so. Uh, Actually, right. Sheldon Keefe was fined twenty five thousand dollars for his outburst after that uh, that missed call. On yeah. The ice. yeah, yeah. He wanted right, he wanted to throw in a little bit more. Well, you know what? Rightfully so. I thought he was fine because I'm watching it and I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm I love passion in sports. I love passion from players and coaches. It was over the top. It was just like. I don't. I mean, yes, it was a bad missed call, but I'm like, oh my god, oh my! It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for him about how he was acting. I just, I, I, you don't see coaches that upset. This was, this was like, uh, you know, have another donut. This is worse than have another donut. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, Brian Roberts. <laughs> Wes McCauley sucks and is the new Tim Peel, but he says fight cool, so that makes him good. <laughs> I love Wes uh, McCauley's penalty calls. I do, but... too. I, I love Wes McCauley, too. I, and and yeah. just because of the way he calls uh, yeah. penalties. Yeah. Or reviews, uh, actually, uh, uh, how he uh, announces goals or no goals. Offside, yeah. onside. Yeah. Yeah. He throws that little uh, that little bit of suspense in there. He's yep. he's a showman. Yes, he is. That's cool. Uh, okay, so Brian Roberts says there was a pick not too long before the goal. It was super small, but they got called for a mini pick in playoffs. See, I saw that, and that I didn't even think that was a pick. That was two guys that kind of bumped into each other. I didn't see it as a pick. I I I I, I remember that play, Brian, and I I saw the replay. And it was long before the goal had nothing to do with the goal. Um, and I didn't see it as a pick. I saw it as two guys skating with equal right to the ice and kind of bumped into each other. And they both kind of spun off each other. I, I didn't think it affected anything at all, actually. But Ken Morris says, Kurt's voice sounds like he has a cold. I do have a cold. I'm going for the sexy DJ voice right now. The, the, uh, what the, the midnight or the, if I were working the radio station, I'd be the uh, midnight to 4 a.m. shift guy. Pillow talk with Kurt Pillow Price. talk, Kurt Price. Uh, so this game went overtime. Uh, Tarasenko had his pocket picked in his own zone along the far boards. Didn't look like he knew what he wanted to do with the puck um, and kind of froze. Um, and uh, yeah, Nylander snuck up on him and stripped the puck away. Came in all alone on Bennington with speed and smoked him with a little forehand, backhand uh, deke and up high over to Blocker. Uh, game over. 5-4 yeah. Toronto. That was bad play by Tarasenko. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Nylander knew what he wanted to do, and he knew that Tarasenko didn't know what he wanted to yep. do. Um, you know, and great move by Willie Nylander. Like you said, forehand, backhand, uh-huh. um, you know, Bennington bit on it. But, you know, Tarasenko, knew, like, it's like he gave up the second that, you know, he, he tried to hustle back and you know, he knew he wasn't going to catch him. And, you know, you could see how angry he was at yep. himself and, and rightfully sure. so, because I'm, I'm still mad at him. That, that yeah. was, that was one of the worst plays I've seen all year, especially by somebody who's supposed, you know, one of the leadership of this team yep. um, just, you can't. just got awful. Right. Can't let that happen. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing I think we need to mention is uh penalty shot in overtime. Right. Oh, uh, right. The uh, TJ Brody gets hauled down. That's right. Jordan Cairo. Yeah. Um, tackled haul down. Right. That, that, that was a proper penalty uh, and a, and a yeah. right, a rightful penalty shot call. Right, um, I agree. And, which which know, Panger seemed to disagree. You know, did you catch that? He, he was like he was trying to. He was trying he to himself into it. At right. the end. I'm it's like just, he he wanted to be a homer so bad, and yeah. uh, I was like, uh, I was like, come on, Pang. That was an easy AD tackled him from behind. It, it was it was kind of the same way on the the double minor high sticking. He's like, at first I didn't see it, but oh, that's a miss. Yes, right. right. But, but yeah, no, I I think you know that's kind of kind of if if Kairu really read the situation, 
it's kind of a brilliant play, right? Tackle, right. tackle the defenseman who's on a breakaway, right? And give him the penalty shot. You don't instead of the, the two, right, you don't right. give up the, the two minute, you know, man advantage, right? And you know, I that's that's great strategy. I, I, I no, I agree with I don't you. Know if I, you meant it, but well, I know, I, I agree with you. But the way it worked out, it worked out the best for the Blues because you don't want the two minute power play taking up almost the rest of the overtime, right? Um, with that team. With that team and with Brody on the on the on the on the breakaway, and and his penalty shot was not impressive. No, you know, he can't, it was not a tough shot, no. tough save he to make. He did not sell the kick hard no. enough. No, not like a Nylander. Nylander's move such a classic hockey breakaway move, right? Mm-hmm. Forehand, backhand, uh, top shelf, uh, lifted. That's such a probably a hard if executed properly. If you go forehand, backhand, and tuck it up, uh, you know, up high. Uh, probably such a difficult save for the goalie to make unless he knows that move is coming for sure. Um, but it's just, a, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a bread and butter for so many guys. It's like a, what? it's like the first move that people learn on a breakaway, right? Forehand, backhand score. Fake wrist yeah. shot, take backhand. Uh, uh, Ruby said uh, on Tarasenko after the game on his play in overtime where he was stripped of the puck, uh, he's got to skate. Whether he keeps it in the zone, but he's got to know there's pressure coming and just have more urgency there. I think he can just skate and get separation. I think he'd be fine. Um, essentially, yeah, because Tarasenko was just standing still, gliding more or less. He wasn't doing much. And, like he was frozen. Like he didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know. You know, just, uh, right. just move, just skate. Par- do right. skate. Paralyzed by his own mistake. Yeah. So I, I've been there. You know, I've, I've been on. Yeah, I've been in the rink before and just in a game. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do. And I just kind of eat it on the boards, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, he didn't even, you know, he wasn't even tight enough to the boards to squeeze Nylander off and take a penalty, right? That's, that's right. probably the right play there is take right. the penalty. Don't, sure. don't let the fast kid get ahead of you. Right. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to fault Bennington on that goal. You know, he, no, I, no. I don't, I didn't think it was Bennington's strongest game. You know, not, none of the goals were, um, I thought the one, the one that beat him, was it near side over the pad under the glove? The, the Tavares goal. Yeah. 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 I Where thought that Tavares was kind of soft. Yeah. Undressed Letty in the corner. Yep. And yeah. Tavares is open in the slot. Yeah. I mean that, I thought that was the one that he should have had. I agree. But there was, there was that late flurry that Toronto had in the third. Um, and he was excellent. Like four in the third. shots, oh. four shots in a minute. And he, he stood his ground and yep. then he makes the save on Brody. Right. You know, yep. he, he can't, you know, he, he can't stop everything, especially when, you have such a bad mental breakdown by Tarasenko leading to the, to the breakaway. So, uh, Brian Roberts says in the YouTube chat, uh, that play reminds me of late years of Hitchcock players seem overwhelmed with information that they're supposed to do with the puck. Talking about the Tarasenko play, uh, that they freeze, uh, been noticing it for a while, like not shooting and, Oh, he's got two parts and making, making a late pass late for pass. no reason. Yep. Yeah, I get it. I mean, uh, you know, when in doubt, shoot, right? If you're in the offensive zone and you're like, what do I do? Just shoot. Put on net. Um, so uh, Sheldon Keith, after the game, said, as a general rule, you don't get too critical of these games coming out of the break. You know, right. You, you only lose your shit twice on the bench. <laughs> like it's the cup final. Uh, 
<laughs> it's so funny. He he gets fined because he had such a bad outburst. And after the game, he goes, yeah, you don't get too critical of these games come out of the break. I was like, what are we talking about? Who are you? <laughs> the guy who was like uber critical? Oh, my mm. gosh. Yeah. Take my money, please. Right. Exactly. Robert Thomas had an assist in this game. He gave him 13 points in his last 13 games. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I up and down game for the Blues. I, they had some breakdowns um, that cost them uh, a couple goals, um, some bad decisions, but they played really well at other times too. So kind of up and down game, I thought. They played a really good third period. I thought Bennington was money in the third period, made some great saves. Uh, and I said, I, I said this on Twitter, uh, when people are down on the Blues saying they're probably going to lose this game, I'm like, you know what? I mean, we're down by a goal. Yeah, you play, if Bennington plays a good third period, uh, this team has played good at times in this game. They can score a goal in the third period, and they did. And they and Bennington was really good, and got lucky, hit the post once uh, against Bennington. So, um, you know, whatever, got a point out of it. Um, so, and like was mentioned in the chat, you know, two points uh, in these two games. It's you know that's that's probably going into it what you'd love to have. You know, take two points out of these two games. So. So there's that. Um, so uh, after this uh, break from uh, Centerized Brewery, we're going to talk about uh, the Blues uh, and their play lately, recently, and since the eight-game losing streak earlier this season um, and how they're playing. Are they playing better? And if they are, is anybody noticing, really? Um, so we'll talk about that after this word from Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerized Brewery. That's right. Centerized Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerized Brewery. Let's go Blues. <laughs> Uh, John Rose says, it's the last show of 2022, right? And I didn't even think about that. It is. It's the last show of 2022. We should give out grades. Like, if I had thought about that yesterday, <laughs> I would have prepared some grades, but uh, I don't, uh, don't have any on hand. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it, uh, I guess it's also um, – kind of hard to do with roster turnover right it, it's a lot easier to do end of season rather than end of calendar year um i would say if i give one out um it'd be jordan Cairo. um yeah. i'd say he's a high b plus probably be an a plus except for he forgot to hockey um between yeah uh, you know february and mid-march was it the uh, uh, yeah, no kidding? Came back from the all star game and yeah, couldn't do well, anything. This, but yeah, so you're talking like the entire calendar year, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, okay. I was just thinking this season, uh, and even this season, you know, the first few weeks of the season, yeah, he, he was, was horrendous, he was a ghost, he was horrendous, um, really bad, um, uh, and he's been. Really good ever since. It's almost like you know, Kyrie was what we we're ta- what we we're just talking about. What what Tarasenko kind of did. Like he he Kyrie wouldn't know what to do with the puck. 
he would he would get in situations where it was just uh, I'll just pass or uh, I'll make a move and just try and beat this guy and and lose the puck. And it was like you just didn't know what to do with the puck. So and you saw that game in and game out. And that's why Ponder was wanting to bench him. <laughs> um and uh and people were were ripping on him and criticizing the contract. It's a bad time to play poorly right after you sign an 8-year 8, 8 million per contract. But uh, I yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, so are the Blues playing better? So last seven games, they have one regulation loss. They're four, one, and two in the last seven. Uh, they took two cup uh, cup contending teams to overtime in the last two games. Went three, one, and one on the West Coast trip, uh, beating two more cup contenders. If you consider Edmonton and Calgary cup contenders, uh, their only regulation loss in the last seven games was to Seattle. Uh, we talked about earlier playing uh, pretty good hockey this season. Um, and before that loss, the Blues have won four straight since the eight-game losing streak ended in November. The Blues are 13, 8, and 3, uh, good for 29 points, which is eighth in the NHL overall in that span. They are first in the NHL in goals scored over that span since November 10th, I think it is. Uh, 84 goals. Now they've played a few more games than most teams, but still. Um they're 20, but they're 24th in shots per game taken. So that kind of touches back on how this team played last season, scoring a lot of goals on when they weren't taking the most shots. So their shooting percentages were higher. So uh, Dom's model that was calling that an anomaly, it's kind of, I mean, since November 10th, that's kind of how this team has been scoring. They're not getting a ton of shots, but they're scoring a lot of goals. So, you know, maybe that's how this team is. Their shot selection is a little, little more selective, right. right? So, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that that says a lot, right? That's that's how the teams constructed and how they're coached. That's we've talked about that, right? Barubi, yeah. Barubi doesn't doesn't believe in the you know throw the puck at the net, you know, at all costs, right? Wait, <clears throat> wait for a good scoring opportunity, take your shot then. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the from time to time, Cairo and Thomas and, you know, they they do suffer a little bit, you know, when, you know, pass instead of shoot. Um, I think, yep. you know, fans are frustrated by that. But, yep. you know, the, it's got to say something about the talent of this team if we can, you know, get back to scoring in a much higher clip on fewer shots. Right. right. That that's long term. Is that going to be successful? No. In in this this era of the NHL, it has a chance to be. Uh, they are the Blues are seventh in goals for per game uh, since they put a couple more games than everyone else. So uh, first in goals scored, seventh in goals for per game uh, over that span. Twelfth uh, in power play, which is which is good. Uh, we'll take that. Uh, and their PK is 29th over that span at 71.7%. But since December 7th, if you fast forward another month, so over the past eh, three, four weeks, uh, their PK is 85.2%, which is fifth best in the NHL. So there are certain aspects of this team that are trending in the right direction. Uh, notably lately, the PK. Uh, the power play, you know, 12th in the power play, we can live with that. Uh, although we'd like it to be better because this team can be better on the power play. 
Although having Krug out is not going to help things a whole lot with that. Yeah. Um, yeah and you know if if the if the at least short term plan is plugging in Perico on the power play we all know that's not going to go well no <laughs> no i don't uh it, just double shift falk out there <laughs> on the point um i i think the blues are quietly playing much better hockey i don't think they're playing at their best but they're much better, much better than they were earlier in the season. Um, they're not winning seven games in a row. They're, 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 but they're playing noticeably better. They, they, the last few games, you know, they didn't get the W, but they played well against some really, really good teams. Uh, two went overtime, uh, and that matters. Uh, the, the two going overtime, uh, you can't right. just ignore that against good teams, and one of them in their building. Right. right. So, I mean, th- and, this is what you want from it. You want a team to play well against good teams. And they did that twice. Uh, right. Just the last two games. Right. And, you know, two of those games, two of the, the last three games, the, the loss to the Kraken, the uh, shootout loss to Vegas, we were without Jordan Kyra. Right. right? And yep. and he was he was a big impact player last night. Yep. Um, so, you know, you, you, you wonder if he's in the lineup, do we get two points against Vegas and maybe scrape a point out of, uh, out of Seattle, right? I, I think the answer is we're trending in the right direction, um, which I can't say is all that surprising considering how disappointing the team was to start, um, how, you know, just inconsistent they were. You know, I, I think I think they're starting to find their consistency. They're starting to find their rhythm, and you you just hope that you know this long term injury to Krug isn't going to derail everything. Right. But I, I think um, I think way too many people, uh, including Blues fans, uh, think of this team. I under, I get it. I understand why, but they think of this team that lost eight straight. Uh, and, and that's that's who they are this right now they 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 that's that's the that's the that's that's the the headline for this team this season i think is the eight game losing streak that they had uh mm-hmm. so people have a hard time forgetting that that label was put on them and and it would take a lot to shake that um even though they have played notably better since that streak yeah. i know uh but- stephen ground did say that you know well and he's right that 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 saying they played better than than the a worst the worst streak in team history isn't saying a whole lot. True, but when you compare it against the rest of the team, which I did with those numbers and the stats, you know the rest of the league, you know that they're they're playing much and just visually, just watching the game, you can tell they're playing better hockey. So we'll see where everything is at the end of the season. Uh, they may very well uh, struggle to make the playoffs or not make it. You know who knows, but uh, based on how they've been playing over the past month plus. A uh, month or two, it shouldn't shock anyone if they actually move up the standings a little bit and make the playoffs. I, I, it would not shock me because um, this team is, this team is a is a playoff caliber team that got off to a horrendous up and down start this season, um, and they're leveling off a little bit uh, on the good side of that uh, re- recently. So, um, whether or not it's too late in the season to do what they need to do to get in the playoffs and a good position, that's remains to be seen. What and it puts Army in a tough spot. Whether or not you know he wants to make a move to sell off Tarasenko or O'Reilly um, at some point, 
Um, he's probably going to sit on it and wait at this point because there's no, I mean, he's gotten to the deadline, right? So, all right. And, and when O'Reilly popped that snipe last night, <laughs> oh, all I could yeah. think of was, oh, the Toronto media is going to write heavily about this. <laughs> oh, that was such elevated a, right now. That was such a good shot and picking uh, a spot. That was yeah. good. Yeah, he's he's had a couple of beauties against the the Leafs over the last couple of years. Go back to um, when uh, Freddie Anderson was their goalie, um, and he uh, he had that uh, that late backhand shelf partial breakaway goal on him. Oh, beautiful! O'Reilly uh, still only has uh, sixteen points in thirty five games, and he's a minus twenty six, which is unbelievable. That's bad. That, and, and and as and as you know, Kyrou was leading the team in, in or well, he was he was right there with him. But Kyrou's knocked his down a little bit to minus eighteen. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I mean, O'Reilly is a minus twenty six. That's, I mean, you know, t- t- but this team has had its issues this season at times. So I, you know, the plus minus you need to take with a grain of salt because that's that's a that's a line stat and like mixing goaltending with that too. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's just uh, weird to see. Um, let me pull up his his career. What's his plus minus for his? Uh, I see he's got. Uh, oh yeah, not even close. He's he last time he was a minus was in Buffalo. Uh, minus twenty three is last year in Buffalo. First year in St. Louis, and, and on. So he's a, he's a plus twenty two, plus eleven, plus twenty six, plus eleven. That's weird. Every other year, twenty two, eleven, twenty six, eleven. Now minus twenty six. Hmm. It's weird. Well, yeah, you have to think that's something that's going to trend in the other direction. Um, but right. uh, yeah, um, you know, I I think, you know, I think he's, he, you know, we 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 talk about you know the the loss of David Perron, and you know, people say it's way overblown. But I think for a player like Ryan O'Reilly, having that having that guy that you know is going to solidify your game and you know how he's going to play night in night out makes it so much easier. And I think this has been, you know, O'Reilly's kind of had to go back uh, and, you know, back to the drawing board a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of figure out, you know, how, how's he, you know, who's he going to play with and how are they, you know, what's their chemistry going to be like? I, I think his chemistry with Perron really was, uh, a big thing, you know, over the last three years coming into the season. But, you know, I'm not saying it's the entire story, but for for a guy at that point in his career, um, you know, to to lose a, you know, a solid line mate, the guy you played with for the better of the last four years, that's got to be difficult. Um. So and so you can see the changing of the guard this season, obviously, right? With uh, Kairu and Thomas, uh, they are one and two uh, on the stat sheet for the Blues in scoring this season. Uh, Kairu with thirty-three points and Thomas with thirty-two. So and then you got Tarasenko and Bushnevich uh, following them, then Shen, Falk, Krug, and then O'Reilly, uh, Barbashev, and O'Reilly tied in points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Roberts says, my thing is we got three UFAs that we can sell off to set up uh, the future. We are going to risk losing all three, two for sure, for what is a first or second round exit. Um, I assume the the UFAs are O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and Barbashev? Yep. So, um, yeah. So the thing with that is is that you, there's two routes here. 
So with the UFAs, um, you, if you don't sign any of them, right, you, you could either trade them before the deadline and get something for them, or you can. I always, it's always interesting to me when people say that you let them leave and get nothing for them. That's not really true. You can either trade them and get something for them, or you can let them go and use their money to to sign someone else. Or it depends what you do with that money, right? So if you, I mean, it's not really losing them for nothing. You could uh, trade them and then bring in salary in return, or you could let them walk and sign a sign a free agent, or make a trade to bring in more money that you freed up by letting them walk. So I think I, I I wouldn't say it's you know losing them for nothing until you see what they do with that extra cap space that they have if they just let uh, uh, an O'Reilly walk or a Tarasenko walk. Um, that would be really strange though to have Tarasenko walk because I mean for two years now it's been like he's been traded and to actually see the deadline pass and him not be traded and see him walk that'd be kind of weird. Uh, because it, I, it was it was thought he was going to be traded for a long time now. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's you know it, there's this there's this weirdness about you know him and you know the just the fan base you know when he first came up man he was he's insane right and I I'd venture to say that right now there are probably more. Out of the current Blues roster, there are more Tarasenko jerseys in circulation than any other player, right? Partially because he's been here that long. Sure. Um, but sure. I just, I just don't get the the sense that the fan base is that much in love with him anymore, right? It's, it's like it's been building up to this idea that he'll he'll be gone, and people are like, yeah. And, and I'm, I at least this is my take. I'm. I'm kind of like accepting that it'll happen. I'd rather us move them for assets than, you know, and again, we're talking about the well, blues with Doug Armstrong who might be able to make something work that is more than just bringing in assets, but. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and ideally, ideally you'd, well, okay. So if you're, if, if, if he's leaving, then you've got you could move him for some assets like some picks, prospects, and things, and then use that money to sign somebody else. So you get the best of both worlds. You can you can sign somebody with that money or make a trade and bring in somebody with that money that you saved, and also have some assets as far as a pick or two or whatever. Uh, that would be nice. However, on the other, on the flip side, you keep him, and you know how how much how much of a run would the Blues have to make in the playoffs? to make keeping Tarasenko and O'Reilly worthwhile as opposed to moving them for, you know, a few picks and a, and a prospect or whatever. Um, you know what I mean? So if they were to keep them, how far would the Blues have to go for you to be like, okay, that was a fun run. They needed them to, to, to do a conference final. What do you think? Mm, I mean, or... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it would, you'd have to, you'd have to get through the, to the conference finally. It, it couldn't be a, you know, a first or second round, I guess, it, um, who, who, uh, right. Um, Brian Roberts, I agree. I agree at this point. You, you don't want to risk losing them for nothing for, you know, a first or second round exit. 
I'm still not convinced that, you know, that this team's going to go far. Um, I, I, I'm still less yeah. than 50%. You know, I have less than 50% belief that they'll even make the playoffs as a wild card team. I agree with you about the, about, uh, not having a lot of faith and they're going to go very far because they just haven't shown that consistency. Um, there's a lot of games to be played yet. So, I mean, they could, they could maybe change some minds between now and then, but, uh, but yeah, as of this point, you're like, if the playoffs started tomorrow and they were, let's say they were in right playing a top two seat or whatever, I'm like, you know, you can't, your, your faith is not very high. So they, they've got to they've got to show some more consistency. They've got to get better in some areas. Um, but like we talked about earlier, I mean that is that is happening. They just got to they got to maintain that for a while. Uh, so right. we shall see. And Brian Roberts uh, agrees, I guess, conference finals to make that worthwhile. I I'd be yeah. I, I bet you there are a lot of people out there too that would say, you know, they'd have to win the cup for it to make it worthwhile. You know, that's which I understand to some degree. I get it. Um, Army's in a tough spot for some of this stuff because he's, I mean, he's waited and he's played the waiting game with Tarasenko and uh, now O'Reilly's up too. Um, I think we all think Barbashev's as good as gone. Um, I don't know. I guess if they, if they lost Tarasenko and O'Reilly, they could probably, I don't know. I, I, I haven't done the, the figures with the cap on, uh, because uh, Thomas and Kairou's contracts kick in next year. And so does plus. Pareko's. And Pareko's is already in. No, I thought it was next year when the extension kicks in. Uh, let's see. Is it really? I thought his extension... One, one, two... Eight years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five. This year was the first year of it. Was it? No. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just that I know that he's not earning it, and I just keep thinking, uh, this is what we've got to look forward to. I guess I'm stuck in last year's mode, but well, you know, if you look at the highest paid defenseman in the league, at, le- at least he's not making like 10 million. And it, what's funny about Pareko is, is that, is that, would you be surprised if they, if he did waive his no trade clause and the Blues traded him, if the Blues got a really good return for him? Would you be surprised? I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't because I think he's highly regarded across the league as far as what he can bring. I do. Uh, Everyone always talks so uh, talks so highly about him. Yeah, I I think at this point probably, um, but you also have to think that a lot of teams have you know any team that's going to go into that unless it's like a you know a package deal with multiple players leaving st louis um that the the scouting staffs can have to know you know pareko's not looked that great in the post petrangelo era right no i agree with you um and i i think seeing him play every day you know, you see his shortcomings more so than maybe somebody who doesn't, which is, you know, other, other analysts and other, other people, other nation, national guys. So Craig button comes to mind. Craig button. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I, I think, I think he got lucky. He got lucky in his analysis of Preco. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything else in the chat here? We got here. Uh, conference finals. Uh, Freedom. 
<clears throat> okay, uh, so let's see. What does Brian say? Brian Roberts says, Afraid Army uses cap space for another defenseman to try and fix away the problem with another with another demon. You know, if you want to fix the problem with the defense and nobody waves the their defense. no trade clause, you're going to have to add to the defense. I, you, I, there's no, you can't, you know what I mean? You, you have to. I mean, if, yeah. if, if Falk, Krug, and Pareko don't waive the no trade clauses, another one of them, then you're going to have to throw another six, seven million dollar contract at the at the defense and and not replace O'Reilly or Tarasenko with a forward. You know what I mean? So that, that's way too much money tied up in the D. There, I agree with you, but I mean, uh, if you want to fix the D, if you're biggest glaring problem is the defense yeah <laughs> what do you do you you i still think I, I i still think they have not they haven't done the one move that they can do with the d and that's bringing a different defensive coach right change change yeah. the structure right, right? Uh, I, it's like you know i was, I was thinking about this earlier it's like who who would be a great model, a, a, a great guy that's played the game that you know had size, had skill that could come in and replace Van Ryan. Um and you know it, it it's the the best answer is the guy that was here and who's now uh, no longer. Um, I I don't think he's he's even a senior advisor anymore. But Larry Robinson. Right. I was gonna right? say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. how old is he? Like 110. Uh, he, <laughs> uh, he's 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 got to be got to be in the 70s now. Yeah. He's um, but yeah. I I mean uh, other you know I I, I don't know. I, I just I don't know who's who's out there and and whatever you know I I know. You know when McTavish came along, he was, um, you know, Army talked up his hockey acumen and his hockey knowledge, but you know it just doesn't. You know he, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, right? Stripped of his penalty kill duties yeah. uh, pretty quickly. Um, Gretzky you know, has and, a ton of hockey knowledge too, but he he wasn't a <laughs> didn't have the head coaching record to, you know what I mean? He wasn't right, right. So, his, I mean, you know, perhaps the um, you know the the biggest thing with him as a head coach to happen in a game was uh, he was the head coach when Alex Ovechkin scored the rollover goal. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Ken Morris says uh, trade Krug. He is too fragile. I mean, he's got no trade clause. You, know, you can't. You can't. I mean, I I, I, people, I think people speculate I that he of he of all the defensemen, he's the guy that would wave it. Yeah, I um, I would agree with that. I'm I'm not sure what that's I would I would be I would tend to agree as well but I'm not sure where that what what where that's coming from you know just speculation because that I don't has he hinted I don't think no, he has just I mean, just you know he's he's not a not uh not a career guy that you know he well, has been here forever but. it was fog I mean yeah Fox Preco loves it. I, from everything you hear, Preco loves it in St. Louis. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Right. So he's and, not waving his notary calls anytime soon. Yeah, and and I think with with Krug, it, it's like you know we were all kind of surprised that he signed here after you know uh, the summer after the Blues beat his team, right? right. And and I, I I I don't know that there's been a love affair with him. 
you know, he's he's just he's been in and out of the lineup, you know, with injuries over his time here. And it's it yeah. just I don't I just don't get the you feeling know, that the fan base feels like well, he's worked here. Well, that and that's because they've he's the guy that replaced Petrangelo. That's why. And, that, and it that, was, that's why. We said it at the time. We said it at the time that he was signed that if if that is what you know, if that's what he's gonna have to live up to, it's not gonna work out. And if Falk? that's if that's what we're yeah. going to judge by, uh, right? Because because Falk was the guy that was brought in during the season that was telegraphing that you know there's a good chance Petrangelo is not coming back, and I think there's there's at least a minor love affair with with Falk, right? Well, at least yeah. with Ash Gibbs. True. Yeah. Well, yes. However, not at first. That first season right. here, he was oh, awful. No. He was so bad. And people were people. It took a while for them to warm up to Flock. He had to be really good for a long time that next season uh, before yeah. they finally changed gears with him. And, oh, no. and now it's different, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, I I think it could probably get there with Krug, but you know, at this point, he just you know we're we're what three years into it, and you know that it's still we, he still just haven't hasn't gotten to that point. Um, I mean, I, I team's much better with him in the lineup. I, I'm this this injury scares the hell out of me for this the prospects for the rest of the season. But yeah, well, I think this is this is uh, if Krug is willing to waive his no trade clause, um, and if Rosen steps in and plays really well and gets a lot of playing time for Krug, that you know is something you can look at moving forward, right? Um, that this team can play well without Krug uh, running the power play and uh, driving the offense in the uh, from the blue line. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I but I and but in the past, this team has been better with has been better with Krug in lineup. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm kind of worried about that a little bit. But like I said, I do like Rosen. So we'll yeah. see. Oh, uh, Ken Morris says uh, make an offer for Luke Shen. <laughs> that's that, that was that was odd on that um that it, it, that got brought up a couple of times yeah. um you know during the vancouver game and i think even against in the cracking game yeah. it's like what are we trying to rescue him from seattle from that shitty situation there uh, <laughs> well he makes he only makes i think i think i remember he's saying that he made like he makes 850 okay yeah he doesn't make much yeah so it's that's I mean if you can get him, uh, how can he afford to live in Vancouver? That's expensive. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Brian Roberts says, "Why not Bennington on defense?" Ooh, yeah. A callback, a callback to one of our all-time. Right. Why not Bennington? Prior prior to Bennington's arrival here, why not Bennington? Um, all right. Well, I think uh, that might wrap up this show. We might have an early exit uh, this week for our show. Yeah. We're out of topics. So, yeah. And uh, no, no one more things. No one more things. Yeah. Um, I, I, did, I did see Jeff like pop up in the, in the right. green room over here. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I was like, no. <laughs> well, he did. I don't know if you saw the, the Slack chat, but he threw yeah. in there a topic we already covered. Like to the oh. show, but. No, I didn't. Yeah. Did he? Oh. Toronto uh, fight for tra- for early. Oh yeah, 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 
Yeah. Already on it, Jeff. <laughs> Had that in the notes. Yeah, that was funny. $100,000 for uh, traveling early and then 25000 for uh, uh, his losing his shit on the bench. $125,000 the Maple Leafs organization was fined by the NHL. So just for just for being Toronto. Uh, all right, so that'll uh, that'll wrap it up. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife, and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife.com. Uh, sorry, rockinthatidlife at gmail.com. And tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokers Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis' tasty hockey themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 14 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Uh, for the uh, Missing in Action, Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, <laughs> let's go Blues. I think you gave me your cold during the show. That's God. impossible. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend